Hello, everybody. My name is Justice Curry, and welcome back to A Chat with Rack, a podcast that highlights the Rack Department, its students, and its faculty. I just want to give you guys a disclaimer. There's construction going on around me, and I have a cat, and our guest has animals around too. So if you hear random things, that is what it is. But joining me today, we have Jesse Wright, who is a graduate student in the Rack Department. Can you tell me about your master's program in the RAC department? Hi, so I'm a first year, about to be second year master's student in the digital rhetoric and professional writing program in RAC. Cool beans. What drew drew you towards this program in RAC? So funny story, actually. (laughs) When I was applying to grad school, MSU, uh, the RAC department offers two different programs, the um, Digital Rhetoric and Professional Writing program, but also the Critical Studies and Literacy and Pedagogy program. And me, as a fresh out of undergrad person, didn't totally know which one I wanted to do, slash what the differences were going to be. But I thought, I was like, okay, I'll do the Critical Studies and Literacy and Pedagogy. That sounds right up my alley. So I fill out the application, and then I look at it after I've submitted it, I'm like, oh, I did not sign up for (laughs) the CSLP program. I signed up for the DRPW one. And I was like, oh man, okay, well, I'll just call. I'll figure it out. I'll do whatever I need to do. So I call the office and they're like, oh, well, you just submitted it. It's too early to do anything. Call us back later. And then like four months passed and I was accepted. And then I'm in it. (laughs) I'm in DRPW now. But honestly, I feel like this is a better fit for me than the CSLP program would be. And I have an amazing cohort that makes it all worth it yeah I was just gonna say like did you feel any like regret with that because I know if I made a mistake like that I would be like oh my gosh my life is over there are several moments in the applying to graduate school process where you know you just made a really dumb mistake and you (laughs) you have that sinking feeling in your belly where everything drops (laughs) and you're like oh no I just ruined it I'm not gonna get into grad school now it's all downhill from here. What am I going to do? How am I going to get a job? And then it all works out somehow, some way. That's awesome. I, I believe in that, you know, everything happens for a reason and that it's going to work out in a, in your favor. Like that's, that's like my mindset about a lot of things. I also know from just having conversations with you that you have some copy editing experience. And I was just curious to know why you shifted your focus from copy editing to digital rhetoric and professional writing. I was an undergraduate at Miami University of Ohio, and they're really big on study abroad experiences. So it was my it was my sophomore going into junior year where I decided to go into their literary London study abroad program. And I had like worked all year to try to pay for it and everything. I was so excited to go. And you take about like, I think you take three classes while you're over there and you apply for an internship and they place you wherever they feel fits your specialty or how do you describe that? They place you wherever they feel you will fit in best. So I show up, they didn't even tell us where we were working until we showed up at orientation. We were in London, sitting in that room, scared, scared out of our minds. Sounds like a horror movie. (laughs) Yeah, it was a little scary. And they said, okay, Jesse, you're going to be working with, uh, this is London, this publishing magazine, this tourist magazine. And I was like, okay, that sounds decent enough. It was a great experience because I learned very quickly that I did not want to do that for the rest of my life. 
And I remember I had like an hour and a half commute out of London uh, Monday through Thursday. Um, I was constantly running all of these errands to places that I had never been to and was expected to meet deadlines that were impossible. And um, the editing and publishing experiences that I had, they were full of Americanisms. So they weren't even like seen as valid in their eyes. And so uh, it felt really discouraging in the moment. And um, I've had several editing experiences since, more so in academia than in um, public media, but, and those have made it better, but that, the pace of that job proved to me that I did not want to do that for mm. the rest of my life. It just was not a good fit. Even though that was a very unfortunate experience, I'm glad that you, you know, you were able to see that, you know, this isn't going to work and you were able to kind of like change the direction of what you were doing with your, your schooling experience. And that's why it's really important for folks at undergraduate to have these internships and in what you think will be your dream field, because sometimes it just doesn't work out and you have to it's go to plan B or plan C or mm -hmm. whatever it is. Yeah. Cause me, like, my anxiety is through the roof. I'm when I think of internships, I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't want to think about that type of stuff until I graduate. But then, you know, after having experience with an internship, it's like, whoa, like it's really important for me to know exactly what I want to do before it's too late. Mm -hmm. So that is very beneficial advice to people who are like me or were like me and were very afraid of internships definitely take advantage of them because they are very beneficial to helping you figure out what you want to do, what you don't want to do, what you like, what you don't like, things like that. It's really mm -hmm. cool. So what pushed you towards pursuing a master's degree or like how did you know it was something you wanted to do or something that would benefit you? So after I went through that whole identity crisis where I wasn't going to be an editor and I wasn't going to go into publishing, I was like, well, what am I going to do now? <laughs> so I went to some of my favorite professors and I was like, I need to figure this out. What am I going to do? And they're like, okay, well, what do you like to do? And I was like, well, I really like being in school. <laughs> and they're like, Jesse, you can't make a whole career out of that. I'm like, I think I can though. And they were like, well, we don't advise you going into uh, that type of thing unless you're really dedicated to seeing it through because you go through undergraduate, then you go through graduate school, and that can be just your master's program to where you become an instructor, or that can be master's plus your PhD, which is five plus years um, more schooling. And um, so I kind of just went into my master's degree thinking like, this will help me figure it out what I want to do, but also I think I know what I want to do. And I would always advise to go into whatever program you're going into with, a, with an open mind because you don't know where you'll end up out of it. But with that said, I made up my mind that I wanted to do this. Just from a year here, getting more into the back Ground stuff that goes on behind teaching, that goes on behind publishing and research, I've learned that this is something that I'm really interested in, that I'm having a lot of fun doing, that I look forward to doing every day. And, um, and one of the main parts that's so great to me is like working with undergraduate students too, which is something that I think I'll always like because we always need us, we always need the undergrads to keep us hip. I've learned so much. <laughs> 
I'm only a year out of school and I feel like I'm 10 years older than everyone. <laughs> Look, that's awesome that, you know, you were like, yep, I'm just going to go for it. I want to help people. I want to teach people. Like from my experience, um, having you as my boss, Jesse is my boss. <laughs> um, I, I can definitely, it's very apparent that you do care about me and my coworker and I'm an undergraduate, by the way, and that you you really want to look out for us and help us in whatever ways you can. Like, Jesse gave me books for one of my classes, which I, I will return. I still have them. They're not ruined. You know, um, Jesse provides a lot of resources for undergraduates, you know, just people people in need who need some stuff, you know. So I, that's very, I really appreciate you always helping us out and looking out for us. And I'm very shy. I don't really, like be like oh you're a grad student I'm gonna go talk to you and, and network with you so it's nice to to have you around to ask questions and to just help me out and I also think that's one of the the most important part of um, your undergraduate degree is making connections with people that you normally wouldn't mm -hmm. so whether that would be going to your office hours and talking with faculty and learning more about them and how they think their class is going or even what they're doing in their their actual lives because they are actual humans mm -hmm. <laughs> and then um, getting in touch with graduate students because there's always this weird divide between graduate and undergraduate students but we're really only a few years apart we're not mm -hmm. we're not that different and even if we're more than a few years apart it, we're still we're still going through the same stuff you know we're still struggling through classes we're still trying to find our place in the world and I think it's important that everyone always offers kindness and resources and whatever they can. Um, and just, just, just make it a welcoming community because that's what RAC is all about, is welcoming people in and helping them achieve their goals. Exactly, I definitely, and I do get that energy from RAC, which is why, even though when I switched into PW, was, PCW was very unsure, I felt very comfortable because of how welcoming and how helpful the faculty and staff are and other students as well especially you know graduate students you guys make us feel very comfortable and welcome so if anyone has any questions about whether or not p2w is a very welcoming space for them or if they'll fit in you know you'll find your place and everyone cares about you succeeding which is really important to surround yourself with people that care about you succeeding mm -hmm. because I've had some experiences in other departments that are just not, they don't compare to what I've gained and experienced in RAC. So yeah. So switching gears a little bit, let's talk about numbers. Let's talk money. On average, <laughs> how, how expensive is grad school? What can we expect to lose from our pockets if we decide to go down this rabbit hole of grad school? <laughs> Well, it depends on the program that you apply for slash go to um, because every program is different and there are different resources with every program. So there are some, whether it's Ivy League or just smaller private schools where you might end up paying more than you would like to, but there are many programs out there where you don't have to pay anything at all. They cover your tuition and then you can get an additional assistantship and you just have to do your research to find out what will work best for you and um what will work best for your wallet as well 
Yes, very important. Um, I know a lot of people that are like, you know, I need to go to grad school to really compete on the job market and they put themselves in more, even more debt, you know, trying to achieve that. So if it is a possibility, you definitely check in the, you know, scholarships and any ways that you can get the cost of grad school down. I forgot who I was talking to, but they were telling me like, if you have to pay to go to grad school, like don't, you That's just don't go. <laughs> all of my professors in undergrad, were, they said that if you have to pay to go to grad school, then don't go. Work a couple of years, apply again. Uh, if you still if you still want to go to grad school and then see um, what you can get out of it because paying for grad school is not good especially if you're already paid for undergrad and mm -hmm. you just don't have a lot left you know yeah because before meeting you I did not know that it was possible to like you know not have to pay for grad school I I look at grad school as a very like almost godly thing where it's like you know super expensive and there's it's not the same as undergrad where you can get a bunch of scholarships from all these other areas I've always thought of it as something that has to come out of your pockets and so to meet you and to like find out that it, it, it can be accessible to someone who cannot afford it who you know is going through it financially it was it was very comforting even though i'm not really considering grad school if i did change my mind i would know that it it was possible it's possible for me it's not impossible for everyone so if you feel like grad school is impossible but you really want to go definitely look into look into some options for you because it is very possible for everybody so for those that are unfamiliar can you briefly explain the process for applying to grad school and this process is different for everybody, of course, but I'll explain my experiences with it. Um, and there's no one right way to do it, but I'll share with you how I did it. So I think it was the end of my junior year when I decided, yes, I want to go to grad school. And it's very important to make that decision like, yes, I want to do this right now. This is what I want to do. This will lead me better or this will lead me towards my goals. Um, that's a huge part of it. So after that, you start doing your research and your research should include applications. With your applications, you need to look into what materials you need to have. So that can be your resume, uh, some samples of writing, which are usually about 10 to 15 pages long um, and have a cover letter for what you wanna work. And then you have to do a statement of purpose. So what you wanna accomplish when you are at that school. And then also a personal statement. So about you, about why you want to do this, what led you to going to grad school um, and what you want to accomplish. So uh, make sure you have all of that set and that you're working on that in the summer before your senior year, because once school starts up, you're going to be overwhelmed again. <laughs> and then you also need to contact your favorite professors or professors that you've worked with and ask them for recommendation letters. So that's just with the application process. <laughs> then you need to start studying for the GRE, which is the graduate record examinations. And specific programs may require you to take a specialized GRE program or the specialized GRE tests. Um, so I think there's like an English one, there's a math one, there's like an engineering one. If you go to each program's site, uh, they will have requirements and then preferences for those that, that are getting accepted into the program. So they'll say, usually students that are accepted have gotten over a 160 on the GRE. 
And then also a huge part of your research should be calculating how much it'll cost to apply to all of these places. Around every application costs like $50 to $100. Even the GRE test itself costs, I think, around $150. That's just something to keep in mind when you're applying. But also just remember that graduate school is an investment financially and mentally. <laughs> and sometimes physically from sitting up all night stressed out over this. It, sound, it definitely sounds like a lot. Like just like going to college is definitely like undergraduate. You know, it's, it's an investment. Mm -hmm. When is the best time during your undergraduate to make sure that you are prepared to go to grad school before you graduate? In the spring of your junior year and the summer before your senior year, you need to be researching what programs you want to go to, compiling lists of all their requirements and all of their preferences, and then um, studying and then taking the GRE test. And then the fall of your senior year, you're going to be applying to the grad schools. And so that's when you have to submit all of your statements and everything and all of your faculty recommendations. And then spring, the next year, you're just waiting and waiting and waiting, and then waiting. one day, you'll, one day you'll get that call, and you will be on top of the moon. But how was your grad school experience so far? So I will say uh, it was very overwhelming at first. Uh, I think I started two weeks before school started up, and I was introduced to my assistantship. I went through orientation training. And I remember they gave me this giant handbook <laughs> of everything that had to do with my program. And they pointed out <laughs> this page of acronyms. And I will say that one of the hardest things to adjust to with um, MSU is the, is the number of how many acronyms people use on the daily. But that was part of the part of what made everything so overwhelming but then also I was in a completely new state new town mm. um I didn't have any friends I didn't have a roommate it was just like me and my cat so it felt very lonely for the first couple of um, months before I really started to connect with um people whether that was faculty or my cohort or even undergrads it was very very lonely absolutely it's, it's really hard like that's a lot like yeah, it's just, I and something that I wish I would have realized when I was going through it during fall semester was I could ask for help. I don't know why I didn't think I couldn't ask for help from faculty, from my cohort, from anybody. You can just say like, hey, I'm going through it. And people will be like, me too. I am going through it. And we're going through the same things too. Like everyone in my cohort, we were all thinking the same stuff. We were all lonely. We were all... Uh, feeling like we didn't belong there and then once we all finally came together uh, we were like oh this is normal this is just like growing pains and adjusting to a new place. Thank you so much Jesse, for sitting down and talking with me today. You're welcome it was great to be here. <laughs> I enjoy I enjoyed having you on the show and just just getting your perspective on grad school and answering a lot of questions that you know maybe freshmen or other other standings may have in regards to grad school. Is there anything else you want to add before I close it out? If there are any undergraduates or even graduate students who would like to talk to me further, feel free to reach out. Um, I think I'm listed on the RAC website. Actually, I know I'm listed on the RAC website. So 
um, feel free to look me up there. My name's Jesse Wright. Um, I'm in the DRPW program. So just look me up and we can talk. Thank you all for joining us and listening to a chat with Rack. If you have any suggestions for future episodes about what you want to hear, definitely shoot, shoot us the email. I will put that information somewhere in the future. <laughs> but yes, thank you so much, guys.